Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 665 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by a, a host of individuals. We've got the regular crew. Oh, yeah. We've got JD Raider. We've got Ben Askren. We've got special guest Kevin Fight from Oklahoma State University. David Bray's joining us. And Man, I'm excited to, to, to have Kevin on um, and talk about I We agree. have so many questions. We're so highly uneducated on this, and we're going to bring on someone so that's, many questions. that's uh, you know, it seems like Oklahoma State's really on the cutting edge and maybe ahead of the curve a little bit. So, Kevin, why don't you just introduce yourself a little bit and give us a, a, kind of a, a sense of your, your day-to-day duties or at Oklahoma State. Sure. I'm Kevin Fight. I'm the Senior Associate Athletics Director for Compliance here at Oklahoma State. I've uh, been here for uh, 11 years on this trip, my second uh, tour of duty at Oklahoma State. Worked here in the early 90s, uh, back when John Smith was just a young assistant coach, and uh, he, uh, he got the uh, head coaching job shortly after I arrived. I don't take little to no credit for that, but um, – <laughs> but, uh, uh, worked worked here for a few years as an academic counselor, then moved to the NCAA um, in 1994. Uh, spent some time at the University of Houston before coming back here about 11 years ago. Uh, I oversee our compliance program, all aspects of it, monitoring, education, um, assistance with rules interpretations. Um, everything compliance related comes through my area and to a certain degree, crosses my desk. So, naturally, when uh, and NIL came about, uh, there certainly some compliance aspects to that, and uh, so we've been involved, particularly of late, in trying to to uh, come up with uh, some strategy strategies to address that. You know, it's been unusual because we we didn't really know what it was going to look like, and frankly, we still don't. But we have a better idea, and we're moving closer to that. And we're prepared to come tomorrow to, to kick this thing off and, 
and assist our student athletes in, in taking advantage of what's available to them now in this environment. You know, you mentioned that that you guys are prepared, and that's one of the reasons we were really excited to talk to you. The Oklahoma State Compliance Plan, it's, it's laid out, it's on the website. Um, when did you guys first start having these conversations at Oklahoma State about name, image, and likeness? Well, and I, I would not call it a compliance plan because this is a, a department-wide, almost university-wide uh, process that doesn't just involve uh, monitoring the rules and 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 um, you know making sure that we're within uh, NCA requirements, particularly because we didn't even know what those were going to be, um, you know, as as of two three weeks ago. Even uh, mm-hmm. we got more information earlier this week, but it's really been about knowing this was coming and um, helping our student athletes understand how they can better uh, impact their brand, improve their brand. Uh, to take advantage of the of the opportunities that are before them in the NIL community. So last year, last summer, we signed an agreement with Influencer, which is a company that assists our student athletes in that, not only in educating them on, on their brand and, and how to do that, but also providing them resources, particularly photographs and things that they can use on social media from, from participating in our, uh, in, in our athletic events. Uh, so that they can push their name out there, push their image out there and help that, but also give them strategies uh, for improving that and and really, you know, business opportunities uh, that are before them. We've also partnered with our College of Business that is, is helping to do that as well. And we'll actually teach um, a few sessions of courses, one credit courses to students and our student athletes in the upcoming fall. Um, really about all of that and ways to in, in, improve their brand and improve their marketability. So, so Kevin, what, what are some of the general prohibitions on what can't college athletes do? Is it, can they not be sponsored by alcohol brands, maybe not put stuff on their game day clothing or outfit? Uh, what can't they do? Well, that's the interesting thing about it. And, and I, I just go back a little bit, just a little bit because I, I was really kind of waiting to see what the, what was going to happen with the NCAA and and even our, our state law here in Oklahoma about NIL um, before we started writing institutional policies about how, how we're going to handle this. Um, that didn't move as quickly as we hoped. We hoped the NCAA would take some, some movement on some legislation in late June as we, they had indicated that that could happen. It didn't happen. Our policies were written with a, an understanding of Oklahoma law that has been passed and signed by our governor, but gives each institution in Oklahoma the opportunity to enact it when we, when we choose. So we have not enacted the law. Um, I don't know that we will, but we've uh, both the NCAA and the state law indicates that institutions are have their policies. So that the, the short answer is our policies look very similar to what they would have looked like under proposed NCAA legislation and state law. But neither yeah. one of those are in effect now. Yeah. So um, that's, that's the intro to, to the answer to your question. So I guess, so, uh, w- w- oh, sorry, one of the things, uh, is there more? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot more. Oh, man. <laughs> because, 
because um, a lot of, I would say the first thing that, and you're seeing this in other institutions, if you go around the country just in the last couple of days and start looking at websites on athletic departments, they're starting to post their NLI policies. And yeah. they're very similar. And part of that is because a lot of state laws are very similar. So you're seeing things like, um, you know, you can't use institutional marks or logos in, in a name, image, and likeness activity. You can't uh, participate in a name, image, and likeness activity during team activities. Meaning if you're traveling, just as an example, if you're traveling with your, your wrestling team to, and actually I use this exact uh, uh, example to AJ Ferrari. If you go to Iowa City for a, for a duel against Iowa, you're traveling with the team. You can't set up an autograph signing thing at uh, the ball in Coralville to, uh, to make some money. No, you're there as a student athlete. You're with your team. That's a team activity from the day. Could you do a social media post? Pardon me? Could you do a social media post? Could you say, hey, I'm here. This is AJ Ferrari. I'm here in Iowa City flexing my freaking muscles in front of the mall. Can I do that or no? I, I wouldn't necessarily have an issue with that if it's not taking okay. up your time. But you're, you're okay. there as a, a participating student athlete. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, that's an example. Uh, certainly restricted on uh, alcohol, uh, drugs, uh, anything that probably was would bring um, raise an eyebrow, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, yeah. any type of um, sexual issue, product, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, uh, uh, drugs, uh, substance, uh, performance enhancing substances, things of that nature. Um, so we're certainly restricted related to that. Also, you have uh, team contracts where, you know, Oklahoma State's a Nike school where you couldn't sign an agreement that said, I'm going to wear Adidas to Oklahoma State events. Well, yes. no, uh, that that would be pro- prohibited under our policy and just about any policy I've ever seen uh, from other schools. Um, off the top of my head, I'm... Uh, let me uh, let me let me ask you one thing. You said there we I, we were kind of debating why state law was relevant here because there's no prohibitions on any other 19, 20, 21 year old making money while they're in college. But an athlete is different on what what and how they can make money. Um, why is that relevant to state law? Why is that not just an NCA guideline or right? That's we were curious about that. Well, I'm not an attorney and I'm not a politician, so I'm not sure I'm the one that going to answer that. Um, but I, I would tell you, at least my sense is, and my understanding is that the these state laws are are primarily um, permissive in that they're saying you can do this, um, and an athletic association can't can't prohibit you from doing this or can't cut your scholarship if you're doing this. Um, so it's the, the laws are really taking on the NCAA, but then uh, oh, they're okay. they're protecting the institutions and the student athletes, and that's really what our philosophy is in our program: um, protecting the student athletes and the uh, institutions from bad deals, you know, or yeah. 
our marks. Our marks are our marks. And, yeah. um, you know, we don't want them out there in being used in advertisements that are not related to our institution. And we deal with that every day. We, you know, we have a, a staff person here that monitors that before NIL ever came along. And, yeah. and so, you know, because the reality is people do that. They try to do that. They, they try yeah. to attach our logos to a, a commercial enterprise or product uh, to increase their sales. And, and so, so, um, so you're saying a, stu- a student athlete, um, one who competes for Oklahoma State, um, right? So w- one of the main ways sponsorship works right now is people make a social media post. Hey, I'm Ben Askren. Here's what I'm talking about today. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I can't do that if I'm an Oklahoma State athlete. I can't do that with an Oklahoma State shirt, jacket, hat on. That's right. You could recognize okay. yourself as an Oklahoma State student and student athlete in the sport that you participate in. But but not with our marks, our logos. Kevin, wow, that's interesting. Kevin, wrestling is unique in that student athletes can and often do compete unattached. And you know the way that that that, that works in redshirt is like, okay, you pay your way, you remain unattached. You're not affiliated with the with the institution. Could wrestlers pay their way, enter unattached, and then compete wearing you know? a gear sponsor, um, you know, as long as they're unattached, as long as it's not team activity, or is that off, off the table? Yeah, I would see that as a permissible activity. Wow. Interesting. Um, Kevin, so, maybe you can kind of correct me, but one area I could see state law actually coming into play for these athletes is sports betting. Cause I know Texas very restrictive on their laws up, one of the more restrictive. So say if you're a student at the university of Texas, maybe you can't get a, DraftKings sponsorship. I'm assuming student athletes still not allowed to gamble themselves, obviously, but maybe they could say, hey, use my promo code, go bet uh, my game or whatever, but maybe a Texas athlete couldn't do that. Well, that's a good question, and that's one that I I failed to mention. That is certainly a prohibited activity uh, in name, image, likeness, and our policy and every policy I've seen is prohibiting student athletes from engaging in in an NIL activity with any type of gambling and enterprise or business. I think that's probably for the best. Um, how do you what, see this? About, this oh, yeah. How do you see this most affecting wrestling specifically? Well, um, I'm not sure that I'm an expert enough to, to, to comment on that, but you know, I, we, we've talked about AJ and, and his, presence and I, I certainly see it as, as a positive for him and I think he'll take full advantage of it and he, obviously he's not the only only one out there but I, I think there's a I assume there's a market there I certainly think there's a market for AJ but there's a market out there wrestling wide for for people to 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 get involved in it and be it through you know product endorsement and, and various forms of product endorsement or, um, like you said, autograph sessions, um, I, you know, just local advertising. Um, I, th- I think there's going to be a good market for wrestling. Because if you look at some of our wrestling programs across the country, um, and I certainly think Oklahoma State falls within this category, is that the fans are passionate about their programs. Yeah. And yeah. the the student athletes are recognizable 
to those fans. And, and I think those student athletes will become even more recognizable with NIL. I'm sure, you know, because you guys are kicking things off tomorrow, I'm sure you've already seen some, you know, contracts or been in conversations with student athletes about the kinds of contracts that they're signing. What are the, not without getting specific about any student athletes, what are the kinds of, of contracts that you're seeing or that you're expecting to see in this early, you know, rollout? Well, we actually, we sent information out to our student athletes last week, just kind of an update on what things were going to look like and had our first draft of our policies. And we, we got a response back from one of our student athletes who is, um, he's got like a million followers on TikTok, which I'm, wow. I don't have TikTok. My daughter does, but, I don't know um, TikTok. well, you better, you better learn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's a, it's an app that, that is, and I sound like, I'm going to sound like an old guy here. If, 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 you know, somebody younger is listening, but it's an app that, that is, it's short, like, I don't know, 18, 20 second video posts. Mm-hmm. Typically you see a lot of dancing video posts in these TikToks. Sometimes they get retweeted or reposted on Twitter, but th- we have a student athlete that's got a million followers on that. I guess he's a good dancer. I don't know. And um, so he's, he's already been contacted by a company that wants him to do an endorsement endorsements through his TikTok app, TikTok app because yeah. he has so many followers. Um, so th- that certainly is one. And, and, you know, in the past we've had student athletes, we actually had a track student athlete here a couple of years ago that, that was, his family was involved in social, social influencing on social media and had so many followers that, that he actually gave up track and field. To, to go forward with that because he can make mo- so much money in that, in that, that field. Um, and he, actually his brother was involved in his, his like fam- I went home one night and asked my 17 year old daughter, Hey, have you ever heard of this guy? She was like, Oh my God, he's famous. And <laughs> you know, making hundreds and thousands of dollars just on social media um, posts. So, you know, you're going to see that. But like I said, I think, um, you know, everybody, you, before we got on this call, you asked me about AJ, and, and he was one of the first student athletes I met with uh, on this because he is, uh, he plans to take full advantage of this, and he's, he's looked at various ways. I don't know who all he has talked to, but I know he's, he's brainstorming in his mind and, and you know, yeah. involving his own business or, endorsements or various products that he'd be interested in being involved with. Let me ask you about this. So I I don't know if this is laid out within the current legislation, but this is something that I would see moving forward. So for example, the UFC, they had a partnership with Reebok. They now have a partnership with Venom. The partnership was worth X amount of money um, per year. And the UFC gave a percentage of that to athletes. Um, I think this is something that would be very advantageous to schools, right? So Oklahoma State is a Nike school. They get X amount of money per year, maybe based on the popularity of said sport um, or or just across the board. They decide to give 30% of their Nike contract to their student-athletes, which means student-athletes get $10,000 a year or whatever. Is that something you think will happen in the future, or is that totally out? Well, uh, to me – 
uh, and our policy states that the institution or an employee of the institution can't be involved in an NIL activity with a student athlete. So at first blush, I'm thinking that would make it impermissible. Um, and that's really the way the NCAA proposals were written as well. I uh, Actually, our deputy AD came in here the other day and said he read an article where an SEC school was going to take a portion of their um, their uh, rights and fees related to their, their advertisement. Like we have a contract with Learfield where yeah. they sell advertising. Well, they were going to take a portion of that and give to student athletes so that they could use their student athletes. And I, I question whether or not that was permissible under that. Um, and so that's kind of like one of those unknowns that remains to be seen. But in answer to your question, uh, to me, that that causes me some concern that it's probably yeah. not in line with with the intent of all this. Well, you, you would think the first college who figures out how to do that is going to have a huge leg up because then they can offer every single member of the football team, you know, hey, you get $15,000 a year on top of your scholarship or, or whatever the number is. It would give them a huge leg up in the competition against everybody else. Okay. Well, you know, we're, we're just like any other competitive league or situation. Um, people quickly figure out yes. what's going on and, and start imitating, so – um, they might get the first first jump, but it'll it'll get figured out pretty quickly, and everybody else will get on board. In sure. the in the sport of wrestling, one one of the most common ways for student athletes to get paid that that's happening and has been happening for a while is the camps, right? They get paid to brought in as clinicians. They can get paid pretty good money for their time. Yes. How do you see NIL impacting? the the camp market for for athletes can it can it improve what they can take home because i remember the language is like fair market value is sort of a squishy ambiguous sort of term um can that can those parameters be widened a little more how do you see it affecting that because i think that's the number one way these kids uh can can get paid well there there are two ways in the at least in my view in the camp component um because now you can use that student athlete to promote that camp. Mm. So they can, yeah. they can be part of your advertisement, part of your marketing strategy, whereas that was not allowed except on a limited basis, you know, certain areas of ways you could do it. But now you can take a wrestling student athlete and put them out front and say, he's going to be here and, you know, whatever the case, whatever a marketing person would do to, and would increase attendance. And, and I would say you could compensate them based upon um, that impact that they would have. The other thing is that they could now have their own camp with their own name on it or a camp with other student athletes with their names on it and it'd be an even bigger draw and make, make money that way. Um, so you're going to see, I think, uh, student athletes now having their own camps and um, using their own names and photos to, to market that camp and uh, being a substantial source of, of compensation for them. And is that something where, you know, the current situation, um, you know, an NCAA champion type of guy may merit two, two grand, three grand. That's probably on the higher end. Could you say, hey, we're going to bring this kid in. We're going to pay him $10,000 and open it up and have it. Is that is there any sort of a cap on what? Uh, no, there's no cap, and, it, and you you use the terminology of fair market value, and 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 that is 
that is terminology that's still being used in, in many policies and, and proposed legislation. But what we don't know is really where that is and what the market is. Because when you open it up, someone may want to pay 10 grand and maybe that's on the low end for, for an NCAA champion. Yeah. You know? I don't think so. Well, you never know because you might see uh, attendance at these camps. These camps might become a lot more profitable. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to rain anyone's parade here. But uh, every camp that I know already advertises all the guys. They just can't use their picture. And and then if sometimes the college athletic department will call them and say like, "Hey, you can't actually do that," and they'll be like, "Oh, sorry," and then they'll just keep distributing all the flyers. (laughs) So I just, I don't foresee that happening in the camp I, I know the camp industry very well um well i think the the biggest impact might be the student athletes having their own camps mm. yeah that's possible but yeah aj for um, wrestling camps yeah well i think that's, a lot of people are worried that you know a booster a fan of said program will yeah you know give money say hey uh dayton fix come do an hour and a half at this camp and we'll give you you know ten thousand dollars and like that's kind of a way, I don't know, a back way around, but basically a way to get these athletes a lot of money and, you know, then bring in recruits and that these programs with more money and more booster money um, will have a large advantage. I would argue they could have already done all those things. Like it wouldn't be very hard to hand someone a, I've got a stack full of cash. I've already, it's already happened, you know, not from boosters, but just from people like that. That's the kind of stuff that's already been happening. I'm, I'm thinking, Kevin, about the the opportunity that student athletes have to compete, the wrestlers have to compete on attach. And I mean, a tournament like the Southern Scuffle, for example, could you foresee a scenario where maybe it's AJ Ferrari or somebody else says, "Hey, Coach Smith, I've been offered you know money to to compete at the Southern Scuffle in this other singlet, so I would rather pay my own way, wrestle unattached, even though the team's going to be there. I'll be alongside the team, but I'll be you know taking care of my own travel arrangements. But now I can I can make money by wearing Smart. you know this apparel. Do you foresee that as as one permissible and two something that could happen? I I see it. I, I see both as possibility. Um, one thing that can't happen, and that, and it's clear in 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 the NCAA's um, direction that they provided earlier this week. It couldn't be, and I think we talked about it last week on the phone, it couldn't be to come there and compete. It's, hey, you're coming. If you're going to compete and you're not competing for OSU, okay, you're going to wear our singlet. But it's not for athletics participation. So you have an agreement to wear it, and it it would likely be anytime you're competing outside of your team competition, you're going to wear this singlet if, if you're in competition. Okay. That, that that's fine, but you're not being compensated for actually participating in the event. Got it. Um, but no, I, th- I think you could see that. The pushback may be if you're a coach, no, I want you competing for our team at that event. And mm-hmm. which I would understand that because um, there's obviously team competition, but also there's greater control. I mean, you know, they, w- they want to have um, – control over their student athletes and if somebody's there unattached um they're on their own and who knows what's going on so that makes sense. you know so many of our coaches have that parental mentality which is okay 
Yeah. Can I, uh, something that JD kind of mentioned is the booster situation. This is something I, my mind went to also. So for Oklahoma State, someone like the, the late T Boone Pickens, who is very heavily involved in uh, Oklahoma State athletics, I'm sure he has a multitude of company, ha- had a multitude of companies. Um, could he say, um, my company is this company wants to sponsor 50 athletes over here. This company wants to sponsor the whole basketball team. And I'm going to give everyone $20,000 per year because to him, that's, you know, kind of a drop in the bucket. Could they do something like that? Well, I think, I think that would raise the fair market value alarm a little bit and say, okay, what is it they're doing for this, for this compensation? And, and is that reasonable in, in that environment? Um, so I, and I understand your example is kind of extreme, but sure. you could certainly have that. Now, there are some state laws that don't allow, um, boosters. I think the Florida law doesn't allow boosters to be involved in NIL activities with student athletes in the state of Florida. Um, the NCA proposal allowed for it. Uh, the state of Oklahoma law that has not yet been enacted allows for it. Um, and to me, this is just my personal opinion. I don't know why you would go through the process of having this if boosters couldn't be involved with your student athletes in NIL activities. Um, because, you know, in a sit in a town like Stillwater, you know, you, you can't swing a stick without hitting a Oklahoma state booster. So, um, <laughs> it wouldn't make much sense to, to say, well, Oklahoma state, Boosters couldn't be involved, so I, I guess we're going to have to go to Norman to get all, all our NIL activities. That doesn't seem to make any <laughs> sense. But, um, so, I mean, it's a reality, and that's why we're going to have a monitoring process to to look at that. And and you know, if our something raises our eyebrows, then then we'll question it. Cool. Got a it. lot of a lot of schools, or, or a lot of times, you think about compliance you know with nil as as being like the police trying to make sure things are happening that are right or wrong it seems like you guys at oklahoma state both compliance and then and then more broadly are really thinking about how to make this a win for student athletes have you did you guys always have that buy-in and if not what did it take to get people at oklahoma state really thinking about this as a way to 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 give oklahoma state student athletes a competitive advantage well i think yeah, I think we've, I mean, we've always kind of had that buy-in and um, from our, our leadership, you know, when you see something's coming down the path and we knew this was coming, we just didn't know what in form, what form it was going to be in. But, you know, as, as probably as, as early as two years ago, hey, this is coming, it's going to happen. So, yeah, we've had that buy-in and I'll just share my own personal experience. It's just, you know, I, I, as I stated before, I worked at the NCAA. I'm a kind of a traditionalist. I'm an older guy. And it's like, okay, this was hard for me to grasp because it kind of went against everything that we've ever had in, in college athletics. And I told you the story about the student athlete that, that called and said, hey, I've already got an offer because of this TikTok um, application or, or following that I have. And, and it just kind of occurred to me, it's like, okay, I was kind of feeling a little heartburn about it. And it's like, why do I have an issue with this? I mean, this is an opportunity that's available to our student athletes and they they should be able to do it and more power to them. 
you know, wish I could get in on some of the action. You know, <laughs> hey, there's a market for, that TikTok. For, for compliance guys. Oh, well, I'm not that good of a dancer. So, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, and, and the reality is it's always been there for me, you know, and I just I guess I missed my chance. So. Um, so, you know, we want to help them and we want them to do it right. I mean, there are a lot of things in here that people haven't considered. You know, we haven't talked about the tax implications. Oh, yeah. Our student athletes have to pay income tax on all this. And, I, and I'll bet that most of them that do it don't catch on that right away. We're going to educate them on it. But that's, you know, we all forget about, oh, shoot, we got to pay our taxes. Oh, that's right. <laughs> here comes the government's hand reaching into our pocket. Yeah. And and so, you know, that's that's going to be something that 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 uh, they're going to have to be prepared for and we're going to help them get there. But it's not going to be our responsibility. No one in Oklahoma State's going to say, hey, did you pay your taxes? Um, that's they're They're going to play in the big boy world and their big boy responsibilities related to that. I see. I, I can see where this is going. You know, you've got your first assistant, you got the head assistant, and then you got a CPA on staff that can take care of all the tax matters for your. I mean, your honestly, it's not a bad. It's not a bad idea to have a CPA on staff. That wouldn't cost that much. Keep people out of trouble. But there's plenty of MMA fighters. You know, they get their checks in full, not like other sports, and they don't know how to pay their damn taxes. Yeah, and they end up in plenty of trouble. One of my one of you my know, questions. Or go ahead, Kevin. Well, I was just going to say, and it kind of lead that kind of led me to a thought of, you know, um, it's set up so that in our policies and the NCAA proposals and state laws saying institutions can't be involved in arranging these deals. So the student athletes are out there on their own making these deals. And I guess the best way to put it is that we can teach them to fish, but we're not going to fish for them. We're not going to catch the fish. Are they allowed to have agents then, Kevin? They are. They are allowed yeah, to have an agent related to that. And in the state of Oklahoma, that agent has to be registered with the Secretary of State's office and, and, and follow guidelines under the uh, Uniform Agent Act. So, you know, there are restrictions related to that. And one of those is that we'll require them to register with us that they have that agent. But um, so, you know, we're not allowed to go arrange deals for them and and. That was one of the big things of the NCAA proposal. And um, so we're not able to do that. You talk about CPA, and I know it's jokingly you're saying I have CPA on staff to do that. I, I wasn't well, joking. You weren't joking? <laughs> okay, well, then I'll be serious. So, and say that would be an extra benefit for us to provide that type of service for uh, our student. Really? So, but you guys sure. are able to provide academic counselors and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why can't you provide Yeah, CPA? and the legislation specifically allows that. Oh, wow. Dang. That's interesting. So, All right. So, so my loophole has been shut down already. What if a CPA firm sponsors some athletes? Now you got, now you're talking. Now we're cooking. With in, exchange yeah, for, in exchange for, in exchange for, for uh, uh, seven tweets and two Instagram posts. One TikTok. Sure. Can you so imagine AJ Ferrari without a shirt on with his arm around a CPA? Talking tax codes. <laughs> I love it. I can see it. Um, how so one of the big questions or debates since this has come down is the question of the balance of power is this going to make the rich get richer is this going to be potentially detrimental to the smaller programs do you see it that way do you have a, a perspective on that i don't um 
You know, I, I think every program has its own environment and, and it, it can impact those programs differently. Um, you know, I, I said before we, before we started, uh, I went to the University of Northern Iowa and, you know, Cedar Falls is a small community, smaller athletic program, um, different than certainly the wrestling program, very competitive, but still different from Oklahoma State. The impact that, that it could have on the, on the wrestling program at UNI might be different um, because I would just say that maybe their top wrestler who might be getting these activities might not be getting what our top wrestler is, but the impact could be the same. You see what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think it all just depends on where you're at and what you're doing. You know, there's been a lot of talk in, in our meetings about, you know, institutions, large institutions in big metropolitan areas being at an advantage. Probably. Really? Sure. I mean, why would they, I, I would you, think disadvantage because like uh, someone in Stillwater, for example, that's a college town. I mean, I, I went to Missouri. We're a college town and there's just like so many local opportunities with those college athletes because they're put on a pedestal. Whereas in metropolitan areas, I feel like they almost get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Well, the, the example that, that people tend to use is USC. And can, can you imagine being a, a student athlete at USC in LA and having all Fair those point. opportunities in, in front of you uh, or, you know, Phoenix and Arizona state, you know, some of the larger institutions that aren't commuter institutions mm-hmm. that are, are in large metropolitan areas, uh, you, could, you could see an, uh, an advantage to them. But, but I think the same thing, I think you're kind of buying into my thought is yeah. if, you're, if, if you're in a small college town like Stillwater or Columbia or even Cedar Falls, the, the support of that program in the community is going to impact your student athletes probably – in a way that's that's uh, consistent with the the size of your program, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, it's fair. Wonderful. I got I got one more thing, um, Kevin. Everyone I know who's had who's who's interacted with AJ Ferrari has had a memorable experience. Uh, do you have any AJ Ferrari stories or or uh, what? You know, what are some of the, his your impressions <laughs> of him? Well, I don't, I don't have many stories. It's probably not. I mean, I, I haven't interacted with AJ that much. I um, mean, I see him around the building and, and, um, so, uh, but I do, I do have a couple, I don't want to call them significant, but one of them is related to, to this. Um, the first one is, is, I and mean, you probably have seen the video, but I'm in addition to my compliance duties, I'm also the sports administrator for our baseball program. So, uh, back in late March, um, we, uh, were going to play, uh, University of Oklahoma in a mid midweek non-conference game in our in our ballpark, and day before it was right after the NCAA championships, and uh, one of our uh, staff people over at baseball said, "Hey, we we should get AJ to throw out the first pitch." Like, hey, <laughs> Tremendous. So um, so we got a hold of him and, and had him come over and and. You know, AJ's not short on personality. I don't know if you guys have noticed that or not. But, uh, and we have a few baseball players that are not short on personality either. And they're naturally, they're, they're drawn to each other and friends. So um, 
AJ came out and, and threw out the first pitch and guys on our baseball team were just egging him on, just, you know, getting him to, <laughs> to, to do stuff. So, you know, naturally he throws out the first pitch. Have you seen the video? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We right. played it on the so, show. <laughs> I mean, so he walks, you know, he walks right to the first baseline and flexes in front of the OU dugout. What you don't see on that video is the OU baseball players were loving it. They were laughing. It was, it was, it was funny. And, and then he walked back to our team and um, of course they were, they mobbed him. They loved it. Uh, He was down on the field before the game and, oh yeah, I forgot the part about him ripping his shirt off. And, uh, (laughs) and uh, it obviously got a great reaction, got some great publicity, not only for him, but for our baseball program. Um, I mean, he was, we have a, a student manager that's kind of a local celebrity and he took him down, um, uh, before the game in front of the dugout. And I was, I was trying to manage him and get him off the mm-hmm. field so we could play a baseball game. That was right. what we were there for. And it took a while. It's like, AJ, come on, come on. I, he want to leave. You know, he, he liked being down there on the field. So. Uh, that was an interesting experience, and, and um, so that's story number one. Story number two was our meeting with um, me and a couple members of my staff and uh, AJ and his father about this topic about a month ago. And um, I had never, I'd never met his dad. Nice guy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and they come in and they've got questions, and they're legitimate questions, and I didn't have all the answers. I still don't. And AJ was just machine gunning them at me. He was, I mean, he was raring to go. And I'm afraid if I stood up, he'd probably taken me down. He was pumped up about this issue and ready to go. And his dad, um, who I really appreciated, he was like, okay, let's think this through. You know, let's, let's, you know, he was, he was, I think, trying to be a calming influence. Um, The only funny part about that was, um, his dad, who I really appreciated throughout all of that, his dad was like, what's your name again? I'm like, Kevin Fight. Fight? I like that name. <laughs> um, and I said, well, if you like my last name, you're going to love my son's full name because my son's name is Will Fight. Oh, yeah. And, and, uh, uh-huh. and he was like, oh, that's good. You did good on that name. So, um he knows a thing or two That's about true. about creating yeah. memorable names. Will Fight and AJ Ferrari are, are all time wrestling names, if you, if you ask me. <laughs> hey, was well, AJ I, wearing I, a shirt I, during I, that I, meeting? I player, so yeah, was AJ wearing a shirt during that meeting? He was, and he kept it on the whole time. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, courageous Even business. Courageous. Yeah, we've often discussed what's the dress code at Oklahoma State. Do they make him? Do the teachers tell him that he's got to keep his shirt on in class? You know, maybe is it just for the science labs? You know, I don't. I don't think it's an issue with him keeping his shirt on. It's, it's, it's the choice of of shirts or how small those shirts may be that might be more of the issue. <laughs> yeah, the extra schmediums for for AJ. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I don't have anything else, guys. Do Do you? Um, this has been. Just like a lot that to process. Awesome. I'm very, very appreciative um, of your of your time, Kevin. Um, well, I'm sure I'm sure us? we missed a lot, but I, yeah, I mean, because sure. there's so much to this, and and you know, I, I it's ever changing, and you know, our policies were written 
and we we give ourselves an out in the policy. Say, hey, these are, these are subject to change, and mm-hmm. we may revise them on a weekly basis based on the environment and the needs and whatever the case may be. You, you know, the NCA could come back with because right now the NCA has kind of opened it up and say you you guys deal with it on your own um, mm-hmm. to an extent, but that's basically the message they sent, and so. Um, you know, they could come back with with something more restrictive and then we would have to change our policies. So, yeah. OK, I guess one more thing. Um, and this uh, is maybe not so much NIL related, just compliance in general. One of my big critiques or issues with NCA compliance is the seemingly ununiform application of of the rules and where by the rules are basically the institution's rules and their interpretation of the rules. How much experience have you had with that? Because I know I I talk with a lot of coaches. They'll be like, this team says we can do X, Y, and Z. And this compliance officer says you can't do that. Um, How much experience do you have with that? Is that, is that a frustration of your, of, of yours and and for you guys at Oklahoma state? Well, I think it's probably more frustration for coaches um, than, um, than anybody. I mean, we certainly try to be um, as uniform. I mean, you, you know, the NCA provides interps and written interps and educational columns that everybody in the membership, meaning compliance people, have access to, to to review. I mean, there can be different situations, you know, minor situations that can change a matter. But I think for the most part, um, there's there's consistency. I think most of those situations might be based on lack of understanding. I know in the big 12 conference, you know, before COVID we had once, once a month meetings and with the compliance people and, and um, they were conference calls and we would discuss matters and we would try to get on the same page. And then that's all followed up with written documentation. So within our conference, we are, we work to, to be consistent. Um, and then our conference people work with the other conferences to be consistent within that. So there certainly is an effort there. Um, but sometimes it, it, it's a matter of a lack of understanding, but so, you know, compliance people aren't perfect. Sometimes you get it wrong too. Of course. Of course. Well, um, Kevin, again, really, really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your time. I'm sure, you know, we're going to have more questions, and, and hopefully we can uh, re- reach out to you, and um, maybe we can learn a little bit more. Because I know the audience appreciates it. We think it's something that's going to have an impact on wrestling. How big? I think all of us are sort of uh, going to kind of wait and see. But but re- really appreciate your time and you coming on. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks, have a good, Kevin. Have a good day. Kevin right, Fight, Oklahoma State Compliance Officer. Appreciate him coming on. I learned a lot. That was a lot to – a lot to take in. Excited to see uh, how it manifests itself. I think, you know, he said, actually, I meant to follow up on this, but he had mentioned um, before the show, he's like, hey, I think things could change today. And we had, I think I mentioned yesterday that I think the NCAA is going to come out with that sort of blanket Blanket, immunity, I guess you could say, for Mm -hmm. for all states and all institutions. So we'll we'll pay attention to that. But um, again, very, very glad he could come on. Any, Any thoughts? I'm, the yeah, idea the, that the, the the idea that the legislation is in place to protect it, the institutions is is really interesting and it's something I hadn't thought of. Um, that, yeah, that's that's a big I don't know that's a big kind of discovery to me that that these these states they want to write law, laws so that the 
schools can do what they will and be protected. Um, it's different than I, how I had thought about it. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say that from from a camp perspective, like I've had to pay athletes in cash because their institution says, "Oh, you can only pay them this much money," and it's like, well, they're not actually gonna show up for that much money, so I'll just give them a check for that amount, and then I'll hand them a wad of cash for uh, the other amount that they're actually getting. Right, right. Type of stuff. But now you don't have to do that. Now we won't do that. Yes. Now they can get taxed on all of that money. Well, it's it's funny because some institutions don't care, right? Some institutions couldn't give a damn. Some make you fill out like a four-question sheet. And then I think Ohio State was the worst one. They were all up in our business about what we're paying them. And it was like, get, get, well, I don't want to do all this paperwork. I really don't. I want Logan Steber to come teach you cap, and I don't want to do all your paperwork. Like, get out of here. Yeah, it's interesting that there's no cap on, on the um... – no cap. Yeah, no cap. No as, cap. As the kids say on TikTok especially, no cap on what you can pay the guys to do the um the clinic. And it's funny him saying, Yeah, you can't you, you can't advertise the the athlete, man. Just like I scroll my social media. Seriously, that's it's, what I'm it's, saying. It's, the the, the mm-hmm. name and the it's picture everywhere. of the kid is it's everywhere. Nonsense. And it has it's been like that for years. So Yeah. And I'm sure And then you, the it's a, they'll they'll email you once in a while. I've gotten it, Christian, where they say, Hey, FYI, you uh you use this person's picture, or maybe you misworded it. So you can say like, I want to say you can say like clinician or counselor, but you can't say I don't remember what term they say you can't use. But there's a couple terms, so they'll say, oh, you misworded this. You need to re reword it. And it's like uh, eye roll. Right. Right. Yeah. So annoying. And then as far as people doing their own camps, I'm saying I'm saying no way on that. I I do my own camps. And I work other people's camps, and I know the amount of work that goes into them. And the you amount think of a student that... athlete is going to have the time and want to do all no that? Way. No, they just want to show up, show a couple of techniques, get paid. Yeah, that's it. And they they might try, and one or two might try to do it, and then they'll say, "Oh my gosh, this is so much work, and it's so much easier to show up and do this other person's camp. I'm just going to do that." No doubt. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm ready for this draft. I did I did my homework. Okay, last night I got a Why list. Not- I'm fired up. So we'll key. Th- why don't you cue this up there, JD? All right. So we're gonna do an NIL draft. Um, the concept is whose team can make the most money. Get that paper. That's right. Over the course of the next two years. So, but um, with the stipulation that it's an athlete's earnings while they're in college. So if you take yes. a Spencer Lee. You get him, but you only get him for one year because he only has one year of eligibility left, and then he'll go on and, you know, make a bunch of money, you know, wrestling for the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and whatnot. So that's kind of like the stipulation. You can take, you know, a a high school senior if you think that would be a – Or a class of 2020 guy that hasn't wrestled a college match yet. Correct. So So, Um, I'm assuming we're we're essentially treating ourselves like – we are uh, agents, right? Uh, yeah. Correct. This is the Ben Askren Wrestling Agency. Uh, I'm going to try to sign the best people to make the most amount of money. Yeah. Uh, too much deals. Yes. So um, I believe Tyler, our producer, came up with this draft order um, on the up and up. I got first pick. You got the first pick. Don't blow it. 
Well, my my uh, so my number one and two were so it's snake right, and then we're doing, how many rounds are we doing? Five rounds. Call it serpentine. Yeah, let's make this serpentine. <laughs> the serpentine draft. Uh, how, yeah, how, many how many rounds? Picks? Five. Five. Yep. Five rounds. Five. All right. So my my number one and my number two, I went back and forth on. And actually, who I think the real number one is. So my what I think the real number one is Gable Stevenson. Mm-hmm. I also don't think Gable Stevenson will compete in another college match. Yeah, that's that a risky run. Yeah, you got so I am not picking Gable because I, I I very literally think after the Olympics he's going to make the decision to move on with his life. Um, I don't think he'll compete in another college season. So. My number one and two came down between uh, Spencer Lee and AJ Ferrari. Obviously, the, the the attraction to Spencer Lee is that he only has one year of eligibility left. I almost don't think that matters. I think he's a huge freaking star. I think it, he is for sure money um, and a lot of it next year. So I'm going Spencer Lee, and I'm going to market the crap out of him. Now, one question I have is so say we're like these guys agents or whatever do do we kind of in our hypothetical draft scenario we get to coach them up and you know kind of get them some deals or whatever oh yeah oh yeah i think so right it's a partnership you know okay okay just making sure because you know i think there are people there are college wrestlers that won't do as much as they can um and will kind of underutilize this yeah that's Yes. They, there's no place for that that kind of attitude with. Uh, but you can you agency. can have agents, right? We just heard him say it. He said you could have higher agents. Yes. So I'm next. So show me the money. So there, there's a couple. So you you're down to two, but those that's not the two I would have been down to. And what? Well, G- Gable. I mean, I threw Gable because no more college. Men, no so. man. RBY is has a significantly larger following than AJ, and wrestles for a far more popular team. Um, so. I think it's 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 for me it's either Roman, AJ or Gable. You roll the dice on Gable. I'm going with Roman. RBY has more Instagram followers than the Spencer Lee. He's the most popular wrestler mm-hmm. at Penn State. He just won the Penn State Male Athlete of the Year, which is a tremendous accomplishment. I think he, he does is, also only have one year though, like Spencer. Um well is that the case? RBY? No, he's no. got he's got time. He got he got time, bro. He's got. Oh, did I misgrade him? Dang it all! Yeah, you you played yourself. Um, no, you Wait, no. Spent... RBY has one year of eligibility. Fourth, it'll be his fourth year, but he could go five. Last year didn't count. No, but he wrestled two seasons before the Corona season. Yes, the Corona season did count. Yeah, two. No, the Corona season so he has was one a year of eligibility. No, the Corona season was a second. He was he was no Corona season. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was his first year, guys. He wrestled his true freshman year. That counts. He wrestled the COVID year. That counts. He won last year. That doesn't count. So he has two left. Mm, you're right. You're okay. Right. So Roman has two years left. He is on my team. Welcome, Roman, to the fold. I And this, I didn't realize the, I knew he had a big following. I didn't realize how big his following was. Well, the thing about Roman, too, is he is all about this. He gets it. <laughs> and he wants in. Yes, that's that's what that's the big thing. Um, and you know, a guy like Spencer, I think, has maybe greater potential, but Roman yes. will put more effort and is more willing to do put more. Time I think. I think, and here's here's the interesting thing. Not I, that Spencer won't or isn't, but I think Roman's like all in on name, image, likeness. I think Spencer 
will I think it how how can I say this? The spirit of the of Spencer Lee is not as interested in this kind of thing. Yes. Right? In like the look at me, the um the entertainment factor, just the the things that I think Roman like is a little more. That, that's gonna be on his agent though. His agents gonna have to be like, "Hey, Spencer, man, I need I need a few posts out of you today." Or maybe like some MMA fighters do, he gives his agent access to his social media, and the agent can make the post for him. Uh, right? The, the agents gonna work hard with Spencer Lee. Yes, yes, I think. Um, so that that's one reason. I mean, I didn't get the opportunity to draft Spencer. Maybe I probably would have just because the potential there is maybe bigger. But I think Roman's already kind of. I think he's ahead of the game with a lot of this stuff. So he's my pick. Let's keep this snake slithering. Yeah, sorry. I am gonna go AJ because same with Ben. I, do, I the risk of Gable not coming back for that second year is too large for me. Um, I like I said, I do think Gable, you know, has a higher potential than AJ, but yes. gonna play it a little bit safer. Go with the guy who I'm sure will be um, resting in college for the next few years. Ferrari's my guy. Vroom vroom, flux flux. Boom boom. That's good. Italian flag, American flag, love it. That's um, right. Smoke emoji, <laughs> car emoji, double I, emoji. Yes. I I mean two picks in a row and. <clears throat> I'm really, I'm really tempted to, I'm tempted to make a move that is uh, a package deal and go Hydley Bros. But I, I think I'm not. I think I'm not going to do that. I think with pick number four, I'm going Yanni. Um, mm-hmm. Huge following, recognizable nationwide, and I think, I think I'm going with Yanni. He's gonna, he's gonna do a good job. Plus, you know, Cornell educated. He's got to have a leg up, and you know, I'm sure he's. Got that, that he figured gets out. It. He's, he's knocking on the door of 100,000 followers. Let's get Yanni to 100,000 followers, guys. Follow him on Instagram. 99,800. Another guy, this this feel, this, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not wow. even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> forget that. You guys, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, not doing because your I think for I you. can, I think I can snag this guy later. So let me, with my next pick, let me, let me go Trent Hydley. Um, mm. Trent Hidley. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go Trent Hidley. I think he You're he's sunk. got that NC NC State brand. I think he already has a, he's already developed a character. People are way into him and, and so I'm going Trent. What's his social media following? He's got 7800 wow. on the gram and 2000 on. Wrestling What's his TikTok? Wrestling does love him, but he doesn't transcend wrestling quite as much. Yeah, yes. Some of these other people with mine. Wait till he gets an agent in place. I'm go- I'm going with Gable, and I'm saying, Gable, yeah. put your trust in me. Yeah. Stick it out for one more year. Get I will get degree. you all this money. Don't the, the WWE is going to be there in two years. Just give me one more year. We'll get you. We'll get mm. you paid. And then one after more. he does that one more year, you'd be like, okay, now another one more year. <laughs> Remember when I said no, one no, more no, year? No, 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 because then I'm still his agent, and we're getting paid, paid, and this hypothetical game is over after I beat you, bums. And then me okay. and Gable were going to the moon. Okay, so. Uh, looks like I'm up again, and love it. JD took Gable, so I'm gonna go with a guy that has more followers than AJ Ferrari on Instagram. In fact, there's a couple more of those, and maybe I'll get that guy later. But I'm gonna yeah. take I'm gonna take David Carr. 
David Carr, NCAA yeah. champion. He was high up on my list. High up on the list, but you didn't take it. You didn't believe in him like I do. And we got a couple years. Well, you of this wouldn't guy. have taken him if I took guy, him. <laughs> this guy had the best backflip of the. Uh, or Gable was still on the board. You wouldn't have taken him. He's another guy that I think gets it. I think he's got. Yes, he does. I think his his brand's awesome. I think he has an exciting style of wrestling. And um, listen, there's a there. I don't know who's going to be the the uh, next 74 kilogram rep post Kyle Dake. At some point, Kyle Dake, we are led to believe, will retire from the sport of wrestling. Now, Not. Who knows what that's going to be, but I feel like David Carr's like, I don't know if you're looking at the next guy like in line that could be that's not Jordan. Maybe it's him. So maybe you, you, you're looking at the next uh, Olympian in 20, you know, 32. But, hey, you never know. Uh, so I'm going David Carr. He's got a big brand, uh, Iowa State behind him, a power school. I like that a lot. So um, RBY oh, right. and David Carr for me. This, my team is going to be stacked. I'm, I'm really uh, start playing in the I think they're buddies too. Oh yeah, so we're we'll able to work together. Okay, so here's who I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with um, for my first pick. He became America's sweetheart. He did us all a favor. He was on ESPN wearing great shirts. He, yes. he knew he was thinking what he had to do. It's Shane Griffith. He's wholesome. America's sweetheart. He saved the Stamper program. Jersey. We all love him, and now we're gonna market the crap out of him. I love it. I love <laughs> Shane Griffith. I think he for his following, which is not great. I think there's a, a lot of potential there. Um, he's he's a yeah wholesome all American Jersey guy. You know Stanford. So I think it's a good pick then. Okay, and for my second pick, because Gable Stevenson will never wrestle another college match, and he mm-hmm. is going to go on and do other things like mixed martial arts or the WWE. You get no money out of your second pick, JD. I'm sorry. I am going to go with Mason Paris, who will be the NCAA champion at heavyweight next year because of Gable's absence. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about his brand that's very unique about the weightlifting records, the Michigan man. Um, I, I like him. I think we're going to make a lot of money marketing Mason Paris. Uh, so I'm going with him. Okay. Um, Ben's Ben's going with the, the, the nice guys with the small followings. I'm going to go... With the Oklahoma State Cowboy, with the biggest following on Instagram, bigger than AJ Ferrari. His name is Dayton Dwayne Fix. He's already made a world team. People, how quickly you guys forget. Oklahoma loves this guy. Oklahoma's own. I, I don't want to make. I don't want to bring this up, Christian. You know, RBY and I might be happy about that. They're, they're, yeah. We're going to work this out. What? They're going to work this Boy. out because RBY's freestyle aspirations and Dayton. You know, we're, we're going to work it out. You know what? Iron sharp. How many iron. times? How many times did Kevin Fight mention Dayton Fix? We did. We were focused on AJ. Listen, I'm how not many times did focused on AJ, AJ for a reason. How he's going to be making me all that money. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. He's got the following already. Huge following. Um, huge. Popular wrestler from Oklahoma. Lot to work with there. Dayton Dwayne Fix. Let's go. Got it. James Dean. That's a great pick. I mean, third pick, my goodness. Got the most popular cowboy. I'm debating between two guys right now. Uh-oh. Um, I'm going to go with Aaron Brooks. Oh, you're the worst. For my pick. Um, hopping on, you know, got to get in that Penn State. 
uh, brand. I, th- I think a lot of potential for Aaron as well. I'm going to say, hey, start uh, start rubbing some shoulders, start hanging out with RBY, follow him around, kind of doing what some of he's doing. Get yourself up. We'll get we'll get Aaron's following up a bit, and we'll make some money together. Mm. All right, I got two in a row. Mm. Man, I think that's good. I I want I want a Hawkeye on my squad, and I think Jaden Ironman has has some appeal. Even though I only got one year left with the guy, uh, Jaden Ironman is he's a showman. He he knows how to he knows how to get the, get the the ball rolling on this stuff. And I think for a lot of these guys, there's going to be a drop off. You're going to make more money with a really popular guy in one year than you will with a less popular guy in two. Uh, so I think I think going to go with Jaden Ironman. He's got multiple fan bases engaged, and, and that's going to be good. And then the other guy, another roll of the dice for one year is Sebastian Rivera. This guy got the state of New Jersey behind him. He got the people fired up. He's got MMA aspirations. He's he's connected with people that already think about promotion. And I think Sebastian Rivera is going to make us some money. Wow, going with a lot of one year one year guys. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a ton of money in this first year, and it's gonna be worth. And a lot of 141 pounders too, Bray. You gotta get some sort of boat. I think- there's, yeah, there's, gotta, there's a boat sponsorship trend. involved with Sebastian Rivera because this guy just stays on boats. <laughs> He's constantly He's boating. Boat? He's what? always on a boat. Always having there's a good time a t- on a boat. A, tan- a tanner sponsorship there's you could do as well. Absolutely something you could do on the tanning front. Uh, a lot of options there. JD, you are up once more. I don't do it. Do you know what I'm thinking? Yep. <laughs> if you do it, if you don't do it, I'm gonna do it. I you could just be saying that. I'm gonna do it. Um, Alright, but you gotta do it. This the snake needs to slither, as, yeah, as David go. said. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm not gonna I'll go veto. Wow. Mm, you you, interesting you, went, you wimped out. I know, I know. Oh You're really? Gonna, oh yeah. Because you know what I'm doing? I'll do it. I don't no, know I'm, what you're doing. Too late. You don't get to do it because I'm doing it. I didn't think anybody was going to do it. Oh, I'm doing it right now. I'm taking Austin DeSanto. Yeah. We're going to fire. One year, though. That's it. Like, I need more than one a year. One year. Listen, we're going we're gonna to make an Instagram. Not even. Listen, not, I didn't have to touch not it. E- not even a full 12 let months. Me, let, me, let me help you out, Christian. Eight you, months. You we're talking eight yourself. months. You're no. getting zero dollars here because Spencer Lee does not really want to do it. But we could get access to his social media. He lets Austin Santos is going to say, no way, Jose. You ain't touching nothing. You're not making nothing. And that's why I asked at the beginning. (laughs) This is – it's a a boomer bust pick, right? Because he could say – He could try to fight me and never want to do this. But I think, you know what? It's like, listen, you don't have to be involved with the social media. You could sign off on everything. We're going to make the account. We're going to get it going. We're going to play. He's just got – let you. No, you're so out. We'll get a conservatorship over him like Britney Spears. Then that's that's what you would need. You would you would very literally. And that need legal a process is way too long. It's for a this little it's a little lengthy. Here. It's a little lengthy. But you know what? Oh, it's a go big or no go way. home. Ain't no way. Listen, I'm sorry. Some of these picks ain't no way you're gonna make more than four thousand dollars in a year. There's a $4, chance. Four thousand dollars. There's a chance. There's a chance. I get zero. But there's a chance it goes huge. This a guy is as unique a star that the sport has. Him not having social media is actually like a, a, an advantage in a Maybe way. Maybe you could just sell his name, image, and likeness and don't even tell him. <laughs> then you keep all of it. You don't keep 20% as an agent. You keep the whole damn thing. It sounds like a good way to get it beat It might down. be illegal. It might be illegal, but... 
Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think it's going to go that route. Really funny that you guys are picking all within the same weight class. That could really have some issues. So, Piles, you've picked three 133s now, and uh, Braves picked three 141s on the board. I, think I separated. That, yeah, you separated, but not not the other two. Um, because you right, come I'm from re- me, I'm going to keep you happy. You're my dude. There's one guy that was really high on my list that um, you know what I'm not, I'm not going to pick him because I I know what I'm doing here. Smart. Um, but I'm surprised no one else has picked him yet. There's, there's a couple people that are a little higher on my list. I'm sliding down my list just because I want I want to complete my team the way I want to complete my team, and I am going to pick Keegan O'Toole and Parker Keckeisen. Oh my gosh, Star, the stars of Milwaukee. You're going to make them work. <laughs> You're going to make them work your camps. Homer picks. <laughs> well, I I know I can make them money. I know they have a following among the young kids. Um, Keegan O'Toole could likely win a junior world title. Uh, late, later this summer, which would increase his stardom. I think they're both probably the most popular on their teams, uh, at their respective teams. Maybe Missouri's a little closer. I think Parker probably is on Northern Iowa. Um, so we're going to go after all those Waverly, Shell Rock, Cedar Falls car dealerships. We're going to go after it. There's that one big John Deere plant up there. We're going to get them to sponsor. Can you imagine Parker guys in some overalls and a John Deere hat? He would look. I'm seeing it right now. He would look tremendous in that so we're gonna go after that deal um keegan o'toole is gonna own the mid-missouri uh car dealerships he's gonna he's not gonna any exclusive deals he's gonna be sponsored by them all and then we'll both get them sponsored by um harley davidson as well okay walkie baby so there's a lot of other um i have a lot of different directions I, i i could go i'll give you some of my thought process there's a guy that's not wrestled a college match. He's got more followers than Carter Starachi, Makai Lewis, Real Woods, Sammy Sasso. His name's Steve Opulin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thinking about him. a good pick. I'm not picking him, though. Carter Starachi actually has more. I like Starachi a lot. Starachi actually has more followers than, than Aaron Brooks right now. Um, yes. I had him high on my list. But you know who I'm going with? I, this, is, this is an investment, right? I'm playing a little bit of a long game here because this is going to be more than a two year deal. Okay. No, 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 we're doing two-year deals. You but can't listen, change the rules. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm looking long-term. That's it. Bottom line. Drake Ayala, already thirteen thousand one hundred followers on Instagram. Now even set foot on the campus of University of Iowa, where lightweights are the legends. Christian, you okay. can't have more than two years. This is the game. Drake, D- Ben, Ben, I'm, I'm Ben. Let Let me live. I'm taking Drake Ayala. Okay. This guy's trying to cheat our game, JD. Punch him. He's obviously not going to start no, next I'll let year. I'll do what he wants if he wants to lose. <laughs> he's already got $0 out of DeSanto. <laughs> you know that. He's Iowa backups. He's picking backups. Not a backup. He's not going to be a back. He is a backup next year. He ain't beating Spencer Lee. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that. Um, you know what? I'm thinking I'm thinking a little bigger. You know, it's, a, it's an investment. And maybe the two years I'd take it on the chin, but... By years three, four, five, he's going to be a mega, mega star. But and that gonna... is not our game. Our game is the next two years, yeah, Christian. Well, I don't care. He's going to lose. Let him, let him pick. You're a, you're a goon. All right, fine. I'll pick Starachi then. <laughs> the no, you can't. No, I put board. it on the board. Oh, Tyler, my do not pull it off the board. It's on don't the board. even think about it. It's Locked and loaded. <laughs> for my fake agency. <laughs> Leave him for Bray because I am going to go – with Sammy Sasso for my last pick. Nice. 
That's solid, solid pick. Because no one from Ohio State's been picked yet. That that's a big that's a big market. So I have the last pick in the draft, and this is a pick that's going to test my skills as an agent to the most extreme degree. But if I execute, I'm cashing in like nobody's business. I can't believe this name has not come up yet. It's Nick Seriano. I got uh, I got to talk this guy. He ain't in. wrestling the college I got to talk this guy in to come up. Well, that's why it's going to test what? my skills as an agent. I got to talk this guy in to coming back out. But if he does, what stands to be gained, the money that stands to be made with Nick Soriano is astronomical. This guy, he's going to the moon through the roof. I got Nick Soriano. You guys Nick got Seriano. so many zeros on the board. You guys all got a whole bunch of zeros on. The, well, I don't think. Let me. Is the board? Can we put the board up again? I actually think I like JD's team the best. I think. There's not a lot of risk there. Gable's Gable's a risk. High risk, high reward. Gable's That's a true. risk. Gable could be a zero. He's definitely um, less of a risk than Nick, though. Drake is right. a zero. Santos is a zero. I don't think uh, Drake's a zero. He is. Here's a zero because it's Cause, two years. No, because you can Hold still up. pull from him. And already, no, he has more because, followers than a lot of. Uh, he has more followers than the Hydleys. He's got more followers than some of your guys. guys he has more followers. It's than, not all about followers. followers. Yeah, it's not all about followers. Okay. Drake's gonna be a backup on the bench next year, so he's not gonna get a lot of shine because he's gonna be behind Spencer Lee. That's fine. Then, if the next year he does well, you're already almost done with the two years. So, if as a freshman, you can't capitalize see, off of his freshman year, really. Yes, you can't because it's almost it, two years is almost over. Um, so that that's gonna be a really tough one to say. Uh, can I go over a few that I, I like, but we, no one picked? Mm-hmm. Braxton Amos was the one I was like, yeah, I ooh. thought somebody was gonna take. Okay, well, so because if uh, you, uh, Braxton comes out and one? beats AJ Fry, oh that gosh. makes him a huge star. Yeah, um, Cassiope, a big one because almost all of Iowa's guys are seniors next year yes which means they'll be moving on which means i think going into that the following season so he's already semi-marketable but being a so far down the iowa depth chart of stardom but the next year um he could be the guy i think he's the guy he, he's got already got a good personality big tone big um, money i would yes, i big, would have considered big, oh, patrick kennedy for that reason i mm-hmm. feel like he's more likely to be like a. he's gonna be on the bench next year christian maybe no one picked uh, Marinelli, did they? No one picked nope. the bull. No. Because uh, we picked how many? You picked Drake Al before you picked Marinelli, Christian. Chris, thank God you're at a marketing agency. I will say you uh, take Drake Al around <laughs> the Fort Dodger. You're, you're making some money. Um, it might not be big guy, money, but you're making some money. <laughs> the other guys on my list, uh, Austin O'Connor, obviously he's national from North Carolina. No one else on the team is picked. Uh, but I don't think North Carolina has that huge of a following. Um, but I definitely consider him. He play basketball. Maybe yeah, he could be exactly. a point guard. Uh, Ja'Cory Teamer. Yep, he's the one uh, I, I had him on there. Mm-hmm. I had him on my list. Didn't pick him. Um, Patrick Glory. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a, a definite possible breakout star next year. And then the other one that no one, no one even mentioned his name, but I think is a possible breakout star next year. And I think people already kind of like him or vibe with him. That's, uh, Carson Karchla. Um and we did you know we only had one other Ohio Stater on the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish we had played yeah, we should have done we should have done this for more longer term. Um, a couple more rounds. Oh, you want to do more, longer term. Yeah, longer term. It's a little more interesting. I, so I went with we, the I went with the one year guys. You know what? Because I think that I think this is gonna all get cracked down in year two and then all of a sudden you're you know, now you guys are 
too bad. You got your long-term deals. That's cracked down. All you can I make is pennies. Yeah, Bray, you're screwed. You got two <laughs> one-year guys and a guy who's never going to wrestle another college match. You're hey, so screwed. But if, listen, Suriano doesn't even have to wrestle a college match. He just has to enroll at a university to, to get plugged into a compliance department. And now all of a sudden... I'm making uh, I'm making money like crazy. Yeah, I don't know about I that. I mean, we we could do this again and do it. We if we sign them, we sign them forever for whatever they do after wrestling also, which then could be yeah, I mean, maybe it's more open-ended cuz we say Gable's fighting or Sebastian's fighting or Nick's fighting and whereas so if they go be a successful fighter, they're going to make significantly more money than um say, right, Spencer Lee who continues to wrestle most yeah. likely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no I one think... picked Gaston Gary either. Oh man! What the heck, dude? He's gonna he's gonna rule Corvallis, and he's already got that. He's already got what, that. What's the Ohio big gas market. station out in? Yeah, Oregon. what's like the Valero, the the Quick Trip, the, the Casey's, in. the Casey's. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine if you went to Iowa State, the Casey's sponsorship? Oh, yeah. You get the pizza, you get the fuel. They pump your gas for you in Oregon. That's probably where Big Tone's do. Big Tone's going to get the high V and the the Casey sponsorship. Dude, yeah, they pump. I'm pretty sure they pump the gas for you in Oregon. Gas tank Gary, he's going to get, he's going to have gas stations left and right paying him to stand at the pump. Yeah. Gas tank Gary should start his own gas station company. People would pay double to get their gas pumped by gas tank Gary. I'll tell you that. I wouldn't, but people would. Well, you drive a moped. I think you could do it. You, you're like, hey, nine bucks a gallon. I think who's I, pumping it? Gas tank, Gary. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he'll sign your receipt. Ooh, and then I sell that, make my money back. Oh yeah. <laughs> now that's, we're talking. Now, now we're now we're really cooking. Okay. Let's get to a couple more topics before we depart. Um, as I mentioned, a couple pieces of news. Roman named Penn State's athlete athlete of the year. That's fantastic. Um, did Spencer win that for Iowa? Someone oh, else just won that also that I saw. Who the heck was it? Oh, man. I don't remember. Somebody else won it for their school? I'm sure Spencer has won yeah. it for... Um, Someone I was kind of surprised about, too. I'm blanking on who the heck it was. Didn't Spencer... Spencer won it. Yeah. yeah. I remember Jason Nolf won, like, Big Ten Athlete of the Year, not even just Penn State, but that's, like Big Ten. That's an insane oh, honor. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. That's, those are big deals when the, the universities of that magnitude, are Iowa, Penn State, recognizing wrestlers. Of course, they are, you know, the wrestling team is the best team at Iowa, and same for Penn State. So, pretty cool. Uh, Voinovich went 2-2 two and two at Junior Euros in his debut for Serbia. Victor Voinovich does not represent Team USA. He's a future cowboy, excited to watch his career unfold. Um, anything else before we get to a couple questions? Mars then, Stellar. Then depart- oh, yeah, Mars Stellar to, uh, to Navy. Go. The Marine Navy Corps. Marine RTC. So a good get for Coach Colat to have um, a wrestler like Chance around around his guys. I'm sure hopefully. Chance will take a large coaching role there, too. I know he's been very invested coaching um, high school recently, even while he was training – to try and make the Olympics and very much enjoys it. So I'm sure it's not just he, – he was signed as a member of the RTC, but will fulfill a coaching role as well. All right. So let's get to some questions. And it's funny because Ben said this word today. He said, what's the amount of times Ben Askren has said tremendous in one show? <laughs> he always says um, it would be you're... tremendous. You love the word tremendous. It's a great word. 
I'd say I say he's probably said it uh, eight times in, in a show. Eight? Before. No way! I've said it that many times. All right, JD, I need you to go back and listen to every show Ben's ever done and just count the times he says tremendous. I think that's a rich job. It's really rich. We got our, our intern, Rich. <laughs> you can just listen to about five hundred hours of FRL <laughs> and just count the number of times he says. Tremendous. That that is your job for for the summer. Yeah, or we could. You could just literally fabricate uh, uh, a spreadsheet, Number, Rich, and, and no one would ever know. No one would ever it's know. True. Yeah, just say like. I don't oh, think yeah. anybody's going to go fact check that. December twenty twenty. Ben said it nineteen times. All right. No one's going to go. Back oh, and listen. hey. Actually, like guys. a year ago, didn't somebody go back and listen to every single episode from the beginning? Yes. What? Which is insane because for the most part, these are news topics it's current, that are it's rel- a current events show. Yes. <laughs> you know what? I love it. Um. So shout out to that person. Shout out. Whose name I don't remember. Um, this question is outstanding, and I had to comment on it on social. Is it outstanding media. or tremendous? It's, it, it, uh, it's well both. It's Andy Bader, <laughs> brother of Mark Bader. Oh my gosh, he's trying to get us to apologize to Emo's Pizza because Simone Biles says she likes. Is she from St. Louis or something? Because no, no one besides St. Here. Louis people that like Emo's Pizza. Such a, That's it. This is such an obvious take. Okay. There's a lot of things I really want Simone Biles' opinion about. Fitness, you know, athleticism, probably, uh, you know, diet and nutrition, etc. Strength Which Enos tra- falls into. Strength training. <laughs> what I don't go to someone like Simone Biles for is an opinion on high-quality pizza. She has lived a life that has probably not involved a ton of pizza eating. That is true. Right? Okay. So she's not the authority. Now, an offensive lineman for the Packers – that's whose pizza perspective I'm interested in. Small is, Biles, is she from? She's from um, Columbus, she's, Ohio. Born in Columbus, Ohio. Why does she like Emo's pizza? No, no so she was the the, the Olympic trials were in St. Louis. So she was just housing this terrible pizza. Apparently, <laughs> oh, she she it's, had to have got Emo's paid for the that. Worst. No, she would have to. I mean, okay, technically, you're supposed to. Post if it's uh, you know ha- in hashtag sponsored or something to that effect or thank hashtag you emos for sponsoring yeah something to that effect. Um, wow, I cannot believe her. It's unacceptable. Emos pizza is terrible. Well, it's, yeah, you know who knows she's um, for all the you guys realize out there. I will not bash it. I've never had it, but I will not bash. Well, that's it. That's the only reason so you're not bashing it. That's the, it's <laughs> the only fly him to St. Louis this weekend. Yeah, I'm telling you, I could go to HEB, get the HEB brand of Supreme Knock Pizza. Off. And it the cheapest be, one. It would be better than Emos. And I'm yes. sorry that that's just true. And Andy, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry for you, Andy. Um, Do you guys realize Simone Biles is only 4'8"? Yes, yeah. she's a tiny person. Four, I did not know. Really. most gymnasts, but... Yeah, they're all pretty four, small. 4'8"? Yeah, four, that is tiny. I had no idea she was that. I would have said she... I would assume like five foot flat or something. I can't imagine someone who's four foot eight. I, I'm, I'm trying to like <laughs> register my brain like another adult that's that small, but I don't think there's any. I mean, Bader's like five two, so like literally half a foot. No, than... Bader's a couple inches taller than five two. Don't offend him like that. Okay, I thought five two at maybe he's five four. What do you guys think? What do you think, JD? What's five four? Five four maybe. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe he's five. Yeah, four. I thought that, that makes more sense. Um. So yeah, he's a uh, yeah, small, yeah, small, very small person. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I, I've I've completely changed my opinion. So it's the 665th episode of 
uh, FRL. And we, next episode. The next episode is the I'm mark of the beast. I'm not showing up tomorrow. I'm not Listen, showing up Shout tomorrow. out Dr. Dre. You know what? Here's my thing. And we were talking about this. Uh, Bray and I were talking about it, I think, at church, actually. Oh, yeah. You have to talk about it at church. Yeah, that's that's where we talk about episode 666. Like, you know, we're not going to be scared of some stupid number. We're going to lean into it. It's We're not going to call it 665 part coming. two. You better show up, Ben. We're and we're gonna show up, and we're not gonna be scared. We're not gonna worry about it. We're gonna say, "Hey, yeah, this is episode six hundred sixty-six. No big deal. What's the devil gonna do? We've got we've got the power of the Lord. So I'm not worried about it. We're not gonna be scared of some number. And so so tape laces wants to know if Bracky's gonna make a turn return for a special alien. I haven't asked him to come back on yet. Really yet. For the six hundred sixty six I don't know. Um you should give us an update on the Britney conservatorship because that, that seems a little bit Mark of the Beast ish. Yeah, that's true. Prince that's of Darkness is involved with that. Yeah, it's it's mainstream. Ben mocked us, he laughed at us. Um and I, now, de- I definitely laughed at you guys for sure, and I was wrong and I apologize. I was checking out at a store and this one lady, the 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 clerk was like talking with her coworker. She's like, This Britney stuff's crazy. <laughs> I was like and the guy's like, What what is it? She's like, You don't know? I was like, and I'm just like, you know, obviously I can't wait. I'm like, the conservatorship. She's like, see, he knows. <laughs> it started getting popular because we talked about it on FRL. We obviously launched it. We know. Yes. We're not going to take any credit or even bring it up. Uh, Digital Logic said, in 2008, Ben said he could bench press 400 pounds. Was that a joke or a truth? It had to be a joke. It's <laughs> an obvious joke. That's a joke. Yes. I never benched 400 pounds or anywhere. I don't think I ever benched. Did I bench 300 pounds? I don't think I got 300 pounds even. That'd be pretty. That's a pretty solid bench. Yeah, I don't think so. What's what's your max bench, JD? Probably like six hundred fifty-five pounds. Six hundred fifty-five. Like so, so you bench what? Uh, what AJ deadlifts? Yeah. You see this? Checks out. Um, last question, and we'll go. Is the reason Sag Live competes so infrequently is because he has to cycle off his quote supplement regimen. Doesn't want to get suspended. I don't actually think that's a part of it. I wouldn't be shocked though. Um. Well, because well, I guess let me ask this question in, in all seriousness. You, Rusada obviously ain't testing nobody ever. They're helping him pass. Yeah. Um, is there a certain type, like, so for example, if you go to compete in the UFC, they, in old, old times before USADA, they would test you at the events, right? Um, mm-hmm. NCA, same thing. You go to Big 12s, you can get tested at the Big 12s or at the NCA tournament. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think at certain international tournaments they do test the winners or whatever. Um, is that not not true? Uh, certain international tests or events they do they do test the winners. Yeah. Uh, but I I think it's more about how the Russians view the value of competition, the v- value of you know if there's more information and more footage of us out there the less of an advantage that is and we can sure. accomplish a lot wrestling just here and for someone like Sajalayev who's uh, a made man as it were in, in Russian wrestling he yeah. doesn't have a lot of reasons to he doesn't have a lot of reason to feel like I need to wrestle a lot it's, it's unfortunate for the sport that someone that good you see them um, you know twice a year but yeah. I, I actually don't think that's why I've always felt like he doesn't like really fit the uh Fit the mold or fit the build Christian, of. Come on, <clears throat> I'm just saying. Fit the mold or fit the build of. Uh, oh, but, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like. They he, made all of them take it. They made yeah, it's know. literally documented Icarus that all of you guys. I mean, no, like Sedgley, I have seems to be very likable. Um, 
and no one wants to surmise that he did anything wrong. But Icarus tells us very clearly it was state sponsored. They made you do it. If you're on the team, you're going to do this. I know that. And, and I'm not saying I, I, if you ask me at some point in time, has Sagalai have used, I would, I would, if I had to answer truthfully, my guess would be probably yes that he ha- he has, but that it's something he's continued to do throughout the entirety of his career. I don't know that. Was it state sponsored anymore? I don't know. I mean, you would have to imagine they're doing something. They don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> you, yeah, he's doing it. You haven't quenched uh, Russia's appetite for winning. I know that much. Yeah, they're insatiable. Yeah, and it's. I mean, what's the what's the incentive not to? Right? They got this big ban in you know in quotes and. They're still competing at the Olympics. They just have to pretend like yes. it's not for Russia. They're still hosting the, the junior world championships this year. They're not supposed to like they're not supposed to host any no like problem. You, you you know UWW events. Is, like, there's no there's no penalty. There's no penalty. Why would they no stop? Penalty. Yeah, I agree. Bray nailed it. Yeah. Okay, with that. We're going to go eat some breakfast tacos deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, I'm actually not going to be here tomorrow, remember? We talk, we oh, that's it. right. Part-time Ben. Yeah. I think, I think I missed less shows than anyone on the show since I showed up, uh, what's that, 18 months ago. We, we thank you very much for it. Except hey, are for we your doing FRL hipster. Live in Fargo? Are we doing it live in Fargo? You know, I don't know. We haven't really talked about, you know the particulars but maybe it's something you do you call in right there from the dome i'll be in fargo oh jd will be there i'm not gonna be there you need to come and we could do it on live on we could have a set like you know espn does oh i'd love to problem is you know i'm going to tokyo just a couple weeks later i need to be home with the family make arrangements i'm not gonna be able to make it maybe next year for fargo jd let's kick him off the show and get someone else and do it live from fargo you got it that's an option thanks so much Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, David, for hopping on and Kevin Fight. Good guys all around. We'll see you tomorrow. Not then, though. Goodbye.